Welcome to this episode of Women Who Rebrand, where we'll be discussing the essential qualities of a successful entrepreneur, the benefits of strong online presence, and how to create a successful social media campaign. Today, I have the incredible Dee Sophia, who's taking a break from her awesome true crime podcast, Switchblade Sisters Social Club, to join us. We're also lucky to be joined by the fabulous Vanessa Carlos, a business owner and entrepreneur who is passionate about helping female-founded brands. With her knowledge and expertise, Vanessa will be sharing the benefits of a strong online presence, the most common mistakes she sees, why Dee thinks Meta is so freaking awkward and shit, tips for Facebook ads, and advice for those contemplating pursuing their entrepreneurial dreams, leaving the safety of the corporate world, and so much more. It's going to be an amazing conversation. Let's get into it. Vanessa, Dee, welcome. Hi. Hello. Um, Vanessa, you are just a marketing whiz, setting up everything and being an entrepreneur and all that stuff. So I'm excited about talking okay. to you and possibly learning some tips. Yay! Okay. Yeah, I'm full of tips today. I'm full of them. Yes. Love oh, it. Please. Dean, you've got the questions. I have got the questions. Sorry. I was just really excited about the tips. <laughs> <laughs> So your background was in retail and I was just wondering what prompted you to leave the retail industry and retrain in social media marketing? I know it sounds so bonkers, doesn't it? Um, It was such a long time ago. It was literally, right, so I'm going to take you back like nine years nearly. Okay. So this was like before everybody was, was, was like being a small business owner and and everybody was was kind of on Insta, but but like not not quite. And I was in my retail job, and and yeah, it was like a glamorous retail job. I worked for Jimmy Choo, so I was always Ooh, in heels. Nice. I was always in heels, but you know what? I'd been there thirteen years. Mm, I was running impressive. things; everything was smooth. But I had two kids. I had one at school. I had one tiny, tiny, tiny little tot and I was full time and I was commuting maybe two hours. Wow. You know, when you live in London, I don't live in Knightsbridge, right? <laughs> I don't live in Knightsbridge. I mean, that is the dream. I don't think, I don't think anyone lives in Knightsbridge anymore, but anyway, that's for another podcast. <laughs> um, and so I remember being really, really sneaky one day and going downstairs to my office and thinking, right, I'm going to have to change something here because I'm commuting two hours a day. I don't see my kids. The grandparents see their kids, <laughs> you know, the grandparents see them, but I don't see them. And so I I actually Googled working from home jobs. Oh, wow. I just Googled it. Yeah. And, and there was nothing really. There was like, be an Avon lady, you know, like, do like I don't know a tiny little jobs like I, I mean there's nothing wrong with being an Avon lady obviously no, no. but I was just like oh my god anyway right at the bottom of the google check through I see this little ad it was tiny it was like this this tiny little thing and it said retrain as a social media manager and it was for, I don't know whether you've heard of them, Digital Mums. They're no longer. Oh, I have. In, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. They no longer exist. It was going back exist. to that um, 
nine years ago. Well, like you said, yeah, when yeah, yeah. kind of, there's a lot of mums going onto Instagram to do the same yeah. kind of thing. How can we make money working from home? Yeah. Yeah. So carry on, yeah, sorry. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was tiny. It was the smallest thing. And I was like, okay, let's click on this. And I sent off like a little kind of find out more box and then didn't hear any more about it. Mm. Um, and then they, they got in contact with me maybe like a couple of days later and they were like, look, I don't think we're ready to like fully go ahead with all of this. You know, they were so tiny, so, so small. And I was like, ah, no, now I really, really want to do this. And I was literally jumping at the bit going, no, this is it. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to retrain and I'm just going to change everything because I can't do this anymore. And 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 I waited maybe three months, four months, and I was literally chomping at the bit to join this course. Wow. Yeah. Do you think yeah. it was on purpose? Because I have heard that's a marketing um, thing. I heard from my husband the other day. He actually mentioned it. It's like oh, when businesses maybe. or someone turn you down, it's like creating that element of, well, if I can't have it, I must have it. Therefore, I want it. I'm not saying that, you know, digital mums did that. But there is an element of, like, wanting something more that you think you can't have. Yeah, I know. I do it all the time. Yeah, same. Oh, I and do not liking someone telling you no. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, I tell people that they're not ready for mm. ads. And it's the truth. Yeah. And then they go get themselves ready because they're like, right, I'm actually going to do this now, right? I'm actually going to do this. And so... That's actually really good, though. Because I would be the same. I'd be like, you're telling me I'm not ready. I'm going to show you I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, Even if we don't mean to do it on purpose. But, yeah, that is motivation. I don't know. It was, it was, yeah, it was a trick or or they really weren't organised. I've got a feeling... Back in the day, they probably weren't even thinking about that and they were totally not organized. But then when they were, I was on it and it was six months training and then that was it. I got my first job when I was I was just about to graduate from the course. Wow. So I was, yeah, that was it. I was off. And was how did you flying. how did you feel about um working as a marketing manager? Like was it actually I'm, good money back yeah. then? Yes, it was good money. It was great money. But oh yeah, I was myself. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. Massively. Massively. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have a great experience with my first job either. So um yeah, unfortunately. It was it, it it was a huge it was a huge brand. Um let's just say they were um a famous clear braces brand okay oh, so i think i know any, who it is but i'm not gonna say and it was and and it was back in the day mm-hmm. um when if you were on instagram it was all on the phone with the fingers right there was no scheduling involved yeah absolutely there was there was none of that stuff involved and i have always been a pretty bad speller typos are my friend oh. and my not so great friend frenemy and I think it was probably just yeah 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 frenemy there you go and I think it was probably just one typo too many even though I was bringing in loads of new people yeah. and loads of engagement and loads of stuff yeah 
they were just like sorry can I tell you sorry, a story we can't have typos yeah go on I'm gonna make you feel better so again <sighs> um going back to social media and stuff I also was um a social media manager but I mm. didn't do the course I think for me because I'd always kind of marketed my own um endeavors online mm. I kind of just fell into that and people asked me to do it and then mm. jobs people kind of approached me but <laughs> my big first client um um I'm not going to name her but she was on so All I was right. like, right, I'm going to make this shit hot because, yeah, yeah, her socials are kind of failing, so I know what to do. I'm going to do it. So I was just, like, regurgitating content because, again, that's quite mm. difficult when a client doesn't give you content and she they want you to be a social oh my media God, yeah. manager. Okay. It's like, well, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with these pictures from 10 years ago when you've already posted them 14 times? So mm. I – um. <laughs> there was a picture that she and had. And you don't even look like that anymore either, right? <laughs> okay, please don't get me started on that too. Um, she had these pictures and it had a celebrity in there. Um, mm-hmm. And this celebrity looked very similar to their celebrity parent. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is. But right. me not actually realising ADHD brain, not really thinking. Yeah. I put what a great date was to meet this celebrity but I actually put the celebrity mum's name but even worse that celebrity mum was dead so obviously her audience had a lot of laughs about that but I noticed it pretty quickly so I like edited it straight away and got rid of those but yeah yeah there was loads of things but it's difficult when you know you haven't got that closeness with a client and yeah social media and your brain sometimes yeah. just don't mix but you know well, we're all human aren't we from experience exactly but I'm hoping that story made you feel better at least you didn't name someone that oh, was yeah yeah, yeah. I would say though because they were oh on god, tv god, that, that, every that's, week that's, that's, oh god <laughs> I'm trying to think of celebrities, mother daughter celebrities that look alike. Like like my brain's working over time. But honestly, on a more (laughs) serious note, I think that probably screwed up my self-confidence for a good two years afterwards. Oh, wow. Two years? I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, And I started taking on very small clients. Right. and, And... very small jobs and keeping myself small and keeping my marketing small because we'll get on to that later Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not just working for your clients you've also got to work for yourself and you've got to promote yourself constantly which is like yeah Mm -hmm. um and yeah just it just took a lot of kind of going into myself and working on my Mm self-belief um get myself back on track I think so imposter syndrome is the plague the scourge of women it affects about 78 percent of females and actually the more you achieve and the further you get in whatever career path or life ambitions you choose the more you're plagued Mm. by it you would have thought logic Mm. would tell you the better you do in whatever you're doing the more you'll be like oh actually I can do this you know I got this but yeah. no, the further you get, the more you're like, oh, f- 
what am I doing? Someone's going to find me out. Someone's going to realize I'm just pretending at adulting. I'm pretending at social mediaing, you know? Yeah. So it's just so <laughs> unfortunate. And I think also working for yourself is really tough because you don't have that support network in the same way as having like colleagues, yeah. a boss, a team, right? You're kind of just sitting yeah, in a void yeah, a lot yeah. of the time, listening to those evil voices. And I always remember this um, interview with Ariana Huffington, who I absolutely love. Although I think she's into mm. weird cults now. But anyways, you know, Huffington Post. It's <laughs> she... <laughs> always something, isn't it? <laughs> Don't ask me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, but yeah, she said she um, she named her imposter syndrome her obnoxious roommate. And so that can be a helpful tool mm. is to name it. It could be oh. Tina or whatever, but then to identify I have Tina. A name. Oh, what's your name? I have a name. He's Are a really t- loud Greek man called Stavros. <laughs> but that's and he perfect. shouts at me. <laughs> because when you know, oh, it's he- Stavros, then you could be like, Stavros, it's shut Stavros. the fuck up. Oh, there's Stavros yeah. again. He's really loud. He's got like a really booming voice and he gets in my jeans and he makes them too big. (laughs) Oh, I think Stavros makes my jeans too small. (laughs) I was going to say, there was a perfect TikTok filter for Stavros. I think it was last year. I think it was last year. It was like um, you had the camera, but there was like a Greek man like hovering over your shoulder. So if I find that, I will send it to you because that would be that's me. Yes. Oh. So when did you actually, you know, okay, so you you scaled it down a bit. And perhaps maybe you did that to obviously build yourself confidence. Yeah. Learn with, um, along the way, with smaller brands. Because it's difficult. If you've just, like, done the course and it's like, way big brand, perhaps you weren't ready. Because, you know, it does take time. I think with social media management especially, it's all about experience. I don't think you can just say, you know, I'm a qualified social media manager just because I've done a course. It's like you need to learn the ins and outs of the platforms. Mm-hmm. You need to learn the ins and outs of what works for particular The constantly changing platforms. So I'm just yes. going to say. Right. Oh, right. Constantly, right? I'm going to get on to so, Meta because um, I have questions. <laughs> Oh, Mainly, no. Don't what even get f- started. Why? How? <laughs> Honestly? We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So in terms of um, your business, um, mm. what type of clients were you working with at that moment? So, so smaller ones. Yeah, they were much smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of drifted into coaches. Mm. And I've kind of been focusing on coaches for I'd say a good seven years now so I've kind of built up that experience of working with them Mm -hmm. as a social media manager and now as an ad manager as well um but my big focus I think and it was literally through trial and error yeah I really love working with women okay I really, really do. I find working with men, it always just brings about some kind of issue. I don't know what it is. Ego. There's always, yes. I don't want to be. It is ego, right? But ego, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. 
they always seem to know that they can do it better, even though they've got you in mm -hmm. to be the expert. They're it's always a really tough dynamic and to work like, around, mm -hmm. isn't it? Really tough. What's yeah. the point of me being here? Do you just want to just do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So I don't know. I mean, I could work with a guy at some point and he might not be like that at all. But yeah. I, yeah. Oh, we're making experience. sweeping generalizations here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, massive, massive, massive generalizations. But <laughs> in my experience, and maybe it's because I've I've been with like the kind of bro CEO types. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's always been like a little bit of like, no, I can do this actually. There's a lot of toxic yeah. masculinity yeah, still in the workplace, you know, and it's not serving women and it's definitely not serving men. Well, we talked a bit about it because I think we've all experienced it, the imposter syndrome, the difficult clients and so forth. Mm -hmm. But what do you think holds women back from setting up their own businesses? What do you think specifically are the obstacles to females? It's fear. It's definitely fear. It's fear that they can't do it. Sometimes it's people in their family or the people closest to them that are also subliminally telling them they can't do it, I think, as well. I didn't have it personally, but I've seen it with other females that I know that run their own businesses. Um, that they've had that on their back as well. Um, I think when you get knockbacks, you've got to be really, really comfortable with failure. Really, really comfortable with it. And, and being able to get yourself back on track quickly. When you're picking an avenue, like I'm very close to my parents, I have an Arab dad. So telling my Arab dad, oh, I'm doing podcasting, so not only am I working for myself, which he's okay with, um, but in a in an area that like didn't even exist. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't even really fully understand what I'm doing, and I think that can be the difficulty as well with a lot of um, you know stuff that people are doing when they're working for themselves, like social media management, another career that wasn't around in our parents' time. So um, it can be hard to you know, we have a lot of pressure about expectations of our, you know, family and our culture and our dependence and so forth. So if you're also picking something that's risky and unknown and confusing to your father, it, it can be a lot, right? You have to be very confident of your stand and your choices, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've really got to be confident and, and actually be really clear in in the job that you do and just say look this is exactly what it is and explain it to them <laughs> even if they don't understand if you're really really clear with it and you and you say to them look this is exactly what I do and this is exactly how I do it and this is how I'm going to make this money eventually they're going to be like okay she's surviving that's okay her kids are being fed. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. In terms of like business though, like, okay, you're an entrepreneur. And for mm. me, I've changed, changed directions so many times. But my mm. problem is, or was in the past, I'm getting more organized. My business ventures 
didn't really have an end goal. It was just like, well, I fancy doing that. That's going to be a bit of fun. Mm. If I make some money on the way, that's cool. That's a bonus. Mm. But what do you do about those unrealistic business ideas? Or if you like, even if determining whether it's a good business idea, how how do you think about that? I think with everything, you just need to test it. Ah, You've got to test your market. Yeah, go for it. But but make sure it's what your customer or your client actually wants first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's so many um, people that, that are just going out there with this idea that they think is amazing, but then they haven't actually asked anybody if it's amazing. Ooh, who do you ask is though? Your people, your ah. ideal customer, the people on your Instagram that follow you and love you. Mm-hmm. You ask them, mm. you ask them, you say, look, would you buy this? Is yeah. this something you'd be interested in? And you're talking to them about it maybe like, two months before you launch mm-hmm. like in your socials and on podcasts and to the mums in the in the school gates mm-hmm. you know you just ask everybody you just say would you buy this would you pay for this does this sound good to you would this be something that's useful to you mm-hmm. so and then you research. launch it yeah absolutely you need that you need that. You can't just go out and just say, yeah, I have this amazing idea. And then everybody turns to you and goes, yeah. And so what? Yeah. So that, <laughs> how I, many times does that happen, right? <laughs> I mean, quite a few. But then I think for me, it's like, well, I, I, I did that. Okay, let's talk about the soap business. So yeah, that's actually Dee's fault that I started that. Dee was making soaps. And I was like, that looks like so much fun, something creative. I'm going to do it. Took it, it a is. bit um, too far with, with the obsessiveness, so the ADHD. So I learned how to do it, spent mm. hours, did no market research. I'm going to be completely honest. Mm. Um, but, but I think because I did have that kind of negative feedback from friends and stuff, it's like, well, you're not going to make any money out of it. And it's like, well, how many soap businesses out there? So I was like, right. I'm gonna prove you wrong. Mm, so I did up yeah, it okay. and I did like the marketing. I made a whole cool video, took my elements of fashion into there, and I got it into like shops and in magazines, mm. and it did work. But yeah, in the long run, it wasn't quite making the money that I wanted to make. I would either have to, I was in that kind of middle mark where yeah. it was making a lot of money for a small soap business, but mm. the way I'd marketed it, it had to be the next level and actually have like a production company, which I didn't have the funds for. And then there was loads of um, laws, um, law changes in terms of cosmetics. So it just made it even more expensive. So I had to stop. But yeah, it's like, um, if I'm glad I did it, but in hindsight, it's just having that clear business plan and working, I guess, to the scale that it's, it needs to be at. Does that make Mm. sense? Mm. yeah 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 I think so I think so it's just I think if you know you've got something that 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 is that is absolutely vital for people or something that that like people will just love and you know your customer inside out as Mm. well like you know everything about them you know 
what they do on the weekend, you know, how many kids they've got, you know, the kind of TV they like to watch, even if they watch TV, you know, you know, whether they have pets, you know, everything about them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I learned from 13 years at Jimmy Choo. I had a little black book and I knew everything about my clients. I called yeah. them on their birthdays. I I knew what their kids were up to. I knew everything about them. And I think if you can be a CEO that has a little black book of your clients and the people who love you and you know everything about them, you know them inside out, you know um, all the important stuff that goes on in their lives, you're going that extra mile with them and, and you know exactly what they want. I guess that's one of the benefits of having a strong online presence because you have those opportunities yeah. for that market research and learning more about yeah. the trends in your audience base and so forth. Are there any other benefits to having a strong online presence? I mean, we all know it's good for the mm-hmm. ego, but why else should we be, regardless of what our service or product is, why else should we be ensuring that we are on social media? So there's this thing that's 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 been said quite a lot and it's um people need to see you seven times before they'll take an action you or your product they need to see it in front of their face seven times before they take an action um so that means that that they used to you need to be constantly talking about what you want to sell over and over and over again don't expect to just say yeah I've got this amazing thing do one Instagram post and then expect everybody to come flooding because it's not going to happen a half of your uh, people won't even see you (laughs) because of the algorithm or whatever um yeah you've got ads going on in the background but you need to be going out there with everything. So it's got to be ads, socials, emails, press. The whole the whole thing works all in conjunction with each other and creates um, this thing that you're able to sell. I know it's massive. I know it's loads. Yeah. But if you have it all running at the same time, then they're going to see you seven times, aren't they? And they go, oh, yeah, I remember. Maybe I need to make this purchase. I mean, in between, I don't know, the doorbell ringing and the dog barking and the Amazon sales and, and like, I don't know, what's going on on Netflix. And and it's just so much Mm -hmm. that you can't expect people to just immediately click and go. Um, I'm totally misremembering this quote, but I remember reading somewhere that websites are for um, for trust, emails are for mm. sales, and social media is for awareness, which yeah. I is quite yeah, an yeah, interesting yeah. way of I'd putting it. I'd say so. I'd say so. I'd say your social media is your shop window. So that's where yeah. people go and have a look. They go to browse. They go and see whether you're nice, whether you have the same beliefs, whether you're interested in the same stuff, you know, um, whether they can trust you, because that's a massive thing. People are really going to have to part with their money now and think about parting with their money now. So you've got to be even more trustworthy than you were before, I think. Yeah. 
especially with things like the coaching industry, especially with things like my industry, where you're literally giving me some money <laughs> and telling me to go, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a big ask. Yeah. Um, so you've got to be super trustworthy and, and that's your shop windows. So that's where you're saying, yeah, I'm super nice. And I like this kind of stuff and I'm working on this today. And these are the results that I've got. And, and you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And then eventually. <laughs> well, you raised an interesting point. And we we had a conversation before we pressed record about how you are Virgo and you, you like being organized. And I'm an Aries, so I am mm. similar vibe. Um, looking at the numbers is really important, isn't it? Yeah. Looking yeah. at your metrics, looking yeah, yeah, at the yeah. analytics, so important. And I don't think um, a, a lot of people forget that step. But how do you know that? It's the only way to find out really if what you're doing is working, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So like say in your stories and you've mentioned something about your new product or service and you've put your little link in there. I'm talking about Instagram again because this is my happy place. Mm -hmm. Um, Go in and check your insights and see how many link clicks you've got. Like say you've got like 10 link clicks on this, you know that this is this is something that people are interested in. That's going to give you an indication about, oh, okay, that, that sounds like that was something that people were excited about. They could join a wait list for something. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got your captive audience there. They're ready to go. They're your hot, they're your hot people. You know, they're the people that would probably buy anything from you because they love you. At www.digital.com, you'll find the Women Who Rebrand podcast and bonus content to accompany each episode. Plus, between episodes and season breaks, you'll get access to informative articles and personal stories about health and wellness, relationships and careers. Take a journey with us to become your most authentic self because you matter. Join our online community on Instagram and TikTok at Digital. For a lot of businesses and small businesses and entrepreneurs, Mm. if you don't understand social media and where it's going and the changes, you may just get a bit obsessed about um, engagement, not engagement, in numbers. Mm. So the numbers of followers. And I think Mm. a lot of people have just really, really tried, I'm going to get those followers, going to get those followers, going to get the 100,000. But then that doesn't necessarily equate to sales or even good engagement and there's something that my husband said recently in terms of the changes in um literacy and books because there was Mm. a recent thing where I think some I can't remember the name of it and I should have written it down but I didn't know I was going to mention it here um (laughs) there was a person that had a massive following and they got a book deal obviously got a ton of money for that but they only sold 11 books 11 books Mm. literally published yeah so there was a big investigation in terms of you know where are these publishers, what are these publishers doing to market these um, authors and their books after giving them that money? Because it just seems like a waste. So in terms of marketing and being online, getting those followers doesn't necessarily mean or equate to sales, right? No, no, of course not. Um, Just because they're following you, A, it doesn't mean they're real, (laughs) Oh, a lot of the time. And I can totally tell when it's not real. It's so obvious, but go on. 
there was that thing back in the day, wasn't there? I think it was Paul Hollywood who who'd like got got found out for buying all his Twitter followers. <sighs> It's so obvious, people. Really need to stop it. It's so 2001. But, yeah, sorry. But those are the glamour numbers, aren't they? They're the ones that don't don't really matter because they don't mean anything in terms of generating. They're just for a show, right? You have to think as well. When you buy your followers, they are probably 80% bots. And... They're not really going to be interested in anything about you. And it's just like a vanity metric to show your publisher, oh, look at all these people that are following me, but they're not actually interested in you at mm. all. Mm. So they're it's going to be quite detrimental in the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When I you think sell your so. 11 books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you could have 100 followers who all love you, and I think that is 10 times better than having 10K followers mm. and, like, 80% of them have got have got no real interest. They've just followed you for the hell of it because mm. they see you've got loads of followers and they go, oh, okay, she might be interesting. Let's just click, but then they never see you again. Mm. Mm. I mean, I have plenty of people on my Instagram feed like that that I probably clicked and then when I go into my insights, they show you, don't they? They say, these are the people you least interact with. And they're usually the people with the blue ticks. <laughs> Honestly, they really are. Because oh. you're like, why would I even bother trying to like speak to this person? But they're not going to answer me because yeah. they've probably got someone else doing their Instagram for them or their or their oh, yeah, um, TikTok for them. And they probably get um, thousands of messages. Exactly. Yeah. Thousands of DMs, thousands of messages. Why are they going to speak to me? So I'm not going to bother to interact with them. Mm. Whereas someone that that you speak to all the time, yeah, you're going to see them in your feed more and you're going to to talk and buy from them most of the people I buy from um are generally people that I've had a long chat with like offline as well Mm -hmm. um and we're all kind of in the same little group of lovely people Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that that we follow and we speak to constantly it's not just like making posts and reels and stories and so forth. You've got to be on there engaging as well, don't you? Mm. Commenting on other people's posts and answering comments and, and messages. Yeah. the One of the worst things I think I see with people that I've worked for is that they don't go on their own social. They think they can hand it all over to me and then disappear and then n- not go in and speak t- to the people that could potentially be buying from them. Um, they just don't do it. They just give me all their ancient images, Sarita. Uh, please. <laughs> right? Oh, <it's> so annoying. <laughs> oh, they yeah, and then and then disappear. And then what's the point of that? It's not gonna grow because That's they me. wanna <laughs> That's what I do. Because they want to speak to you. They want to speak to you. They want to speak to you. And yeah, it takes takes time and effort, but it's worth it. I really do think it's worth it. What would you say 
is the most important thing to consider when creating a successful um, social media campaign then? Um, have, have all your ducks in place. So know who you're speaking to. Again, know it's something that people actually want. Um, then, then have, have everything together. So, so have your social media planned out, have your emails planned out, um, have your ads ready to go, have your PR maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and then know your product inside out and know who you're talking to inside out. Some of the, best ads I've run for coaches I'd say Mm -hmm. is the coach doing a selfie video and selling their product and talking to that one person that they love and selling it and that's all they need to do it literally like takes like five minutes to get it together Mm -hmm. and those are pretty much always the best performing ads that's so interesting. I would love to talk about ads. <laughs> ads are the thing that really do scare me. Like I again, I've I've done it's social scary. media for years. I just haven't really I think do you know what? In terms of business, there's just so much to do and the, what you were saying mm. in terms of, you know, the most important things to do. I'm completely hands up disorganized. The way I work is just I like that. I'm going to do that. And let me do it day by day. But everything that I'm doing is so much more. And then on top of that, there's all those other things to do. So how do you even find time? And I guess in that sense, you would have to get some help. help. Yeah. I had to learn. It took me flipping years to ask for help. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this all myself. I know exactly what I'm doing. This is this is fine. I can do this, 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 and this, and this. You can't. You Honestly, you can't. And, and you'll drive yourself mad doing everything yourself and mm-hmm. exhausted and and the pressure will get to you. And, and, it's, and it's not your thing. Like Sarita says, you have your area of genius, which is probably your product or your service. You might have some other elements mm. of running a business that you enjoy doing. But, you know, mm. not everyone's going to love doing the service or product as well as the social media, as well as the accounts, as well as the PR, blah, blah, blah. And outsourcing is key. Oh, God it? bless my accountant. God oh, bless my too. accountant. Jenna, I'm blowing you kisses. I f- love oh. you. Can you imagine? There's some people f***ing that themselves still. Feeling like, oh, I'm not earning Hello. enough to get an accountant. And oh, so you're not earning enough because you're spending weeks doing your accounts. Get someone on board. I, I write the now. theme tune. I sing the theme tune. Yeah. I hum the theme tune. To me, a stop yeah, it now. I know. So whenever I'm moving forward, so, delegation. Get yes. people. Is that where you, if, so if you're running a business and you had the funds, would you put that funds into marketing? Is that where if it would you, go? If you've got a product that A, you've maybe sold before that you know works or you've done all your market research and you know everybody's up for it, mm-hmm. that's the time that you think, right, I could scale this to to people like my people because mm-hmm. Meta does this lovely thing called lookalikes oh. where, it, yeah, where it, all, it will target your ads out to 
people that are like your audience mm-hmm. that have the same interests as your audience and do the same kind of shopping stuff as your audience um creepy but so, good, I suppose yeah it's very creepy it's very very creepy but it's got less creepy because um um because apple in their in their high high godlike status had just said right everybody's going to have privacy with their ads now and you can click and you can tick and you can say i don't want to be sent these ads anymore which has screwed meta up good and proper But strangely enough, I heard on the grapevine, mm-hmm. Apple are going to be doing their own kind of ads very, very soon. So their own kind of ad management. Oh, I bet you won't stuff. be able to opt out what? of those. <laughs> Who knows? What, just Who knows? On my so phone? Is that yeah, 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 yeah. So they're How? going to be doing their own thing. So strangely enough, they put all these all these things in place. All these kind of yeah, you know, we love you, we care for you, we don't want mm. to show you ads that you don't want to see because they're going to run their own stuff. Do they're going to do their own stuff. Do you know what that reminds me of? I don't know if either of you have iPhones, but a few years ago, yeah. um, oh, what group was it? It was a band. You too. Um, you too. Oh my god! No and one wanted the bloody album. I didn't know. I read it online. Everyone with an iPhone <laughs> got the album. I'm like, what are you on about? Go to my iTunes. I'm like, how very dare you fill my phone with something I didn't ask for? Okay, when Beyonce marketing goes wrong, right, <gasps> right. Because I don't. Number one, I didn't ask for it. Number two, yeah. you're taking up storage. Number three, I don't even like this music. I've yeah. never even, like iTunes, would you connect me with you two? No, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. So yeah, when marketing goes wrong. So ooh. there you go. That's like, that's like the entrepreneur saying, you want my stuff, you need my stuff. I'm just going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah. Even though you don't bloody want it. I'm just going to give it to you anyway. Ooh. And you're just like, no, actually, I don't want it. Yeah. But I have so, the power, so I'm just going to shove it in there. <laughs> what, in terms of relating that to clients that you have, what's kind of the equivalent of that that you would see? Like, what are the, the biggest mistakes that you've seen that people have made? So that's coming out with a big campaign hmm. and and then throwing a whole load of money behind it. And nobody wants it, oh. and them just getting super disappointed. Right, and and usually it's because they followed some guru that's told them that this is what you do, and these are the steps to do it. Mm. It it can work, but about I don't know seventy percent of the time it doesn't because mm. they're not testing. They're just saying, "Oh, this is how it's done," and I'm going to do it this way. But but you've got no clue. At the beginning, when you start running ads, you probably don't make any money in the first month. Mm-hmm. And you get shit. And you're like, oh, my God, I've just spent 400 quid and nothing's happened. It's because it's like the test period. So you've got to have a whole pile of creative that you're going to test one after another, after another, a whole pile of copy that you're going to test one after another, after another, loads of different audiences, 
with loads of different interests, but make those interests really, really broad because the because the broader interest you have with Facebook, the better. Mm. And let them target the people that they think you want. Um, and, and just test one thing after another, after another, be, be really, really kind of strict and regimented about it, which would probably hurt you deeply, Sarita, I'm sure, when you're just like, <laughs> yeah, just chuck everything at the wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just kind of be super, super regimented about it and just check those insights and see, all right, well, that one's worked better than that one. And, and they like mm. this copy and this landing page and this kind of sales page and how I'm talking here better than this one. And this one's working better. And then the one that's working better, put some more money behind it and you'll start getting really, right. really well-performing ads. So it's trial and error. Trial and error, test, test, test. And that's the scariest bit. Because you're, it's literally like a white knuckle ride. Oh my God, I'm spending all this money. But, but you're getting all this data and you're getting all these ideas and you can start to see a clear pathway. And that's where I come in because I'm, I'm saying, right, well, this is working better than this. And this is working better than this. And we need to put some more money behind this because this is working. And right. I've just yeah. realized I'm doing, I've been doing we- Facebook ads all wrong. And I need a <laughs> Vanessa in my life. So expect that phone call. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. It's it it's 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 a white knuckle ride, but when it works, when it starts to work, it's like, oh sh this is great. This is so cool. Well, I think one of the problems is when you work for yourself and when you're kind of like we said, sitting in your void, the minute something's not working, mm. the easiest thing to do is panic. just change, panic cry drink a lot yeah, of wine yeah. then change it immediately and don't stop don't yeah, stop and, and don't, not carry don't on don't turn them off don't so, turn them off that's the worst thing you can do so tweak um, it rather than stop it is what you're tweak saying it. tweak it rather than stop it because you'll suddenly find that what you thought was the worst performing ad was the one you've switched off and then all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're like oh just got like you know, 60 leads from this. Why the hell did I turn it off? Mm. Now I'm going to have to start from the beginning. Mm. So just hold your nerve. Why is meta so freaking awkward and Because it feels like every time I get the hang of it, which is never, they suddenly change Mm. everything again. And do you have any tips for using the sort of business suite side of things and the Facebook ads and so forth? Hold your nerve. Just have have like a gin before you go in because after like bloody nine years of working in it it still me off on the okay daily. it's not just us business manager it's not yeah 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 it still me off on the daily it's the it's the it's the least user-friendly experience they are getting better it okay. is getting better. The stuff that it. they bought out recently <laughs> is actually starting to work really nicely. I'm finding it. We, last year was a bit of a show. I guess that's <laughs> when they were like, trialing and erroring, oh, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it was a bit of a show. But it is, it is getting a little bit better. Um, just get someone who knows what they're doing mm. and can talk you through it. and and. There's a lot of setup at the beginning to get everything right. Um, 
you have to make sure that your domain has been verified. You have to make sure that you're A-OK with all, I know, exactly, right? I can see your face. You're just like, oh, just shut the fuck up already, right? But, no, but, but it's my all anger these, is purely directed at Meta. Some pieces. Oh, I know, but it's like, it's like all these little bits and pieces that you need. Um, also, just try not to get yourself like put into Facebook prison if you can help time. it. How do you get in into terms Facebook of your prison? ads? Being Palestinian and um, commenting on that. Yeah. Oh. Well, no, in ads, in ads, right? Oh, no, I mean, ads. you can say what the hell you want on social media, but, but as soon yeah. as you put money behind it, there's there's lots and lots of restrictions. So just make sure that you've read through everything before you publish your ads. Make sure that you're not showing too much skin. That was my problem. Okay. I had a I had a coach that was obsessed with wearing her bikini. I told her oh. over and over and over again. She wouldn't listen. She's one of these Bali coaches, you know, okay. living on an island. This is my lifestyle, you know. And I was just like, it's not going to work. You're hey, going to end up in jail. <laughs> You're going to end up in jail. Can you and just like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I ended up in they Facebook jail because I was advertising for one of the charities I work for, uh, a conference that we had, and they um, yeah. they put us in prison for uh, supposedly sort of advocating and advocating politically. I mean, yeah. it was on politics. Yeah. So, yeah. so ads can't is. be any type of political essence or showing especially skin. not after yeah especially not after what they went through with the whole kind of thing that they were doing with the Trump campaign and all that kind of stuff oh. and that that they're super super sensitive about any of that kind of stuff now i think when you word your your ad copy as well just just make sure you're not telling people what they are Right. You're not saying this is what you are and this is why you need this. You mm. have to almost like put it, um, you have to speak about it like this worked for me. So it, it could work for you, but it could work for you. Like don't make any massive wild claims. As soon as you start talking about money and all that kind of stuff, that, that just brings up red lights immediately. So, so do your research first um, and just try not to end up in jail. If you do end up in jail, there are ways and means around it. It's usually not the end of the world, you know, completely. Um, it's a bit of a mare trying to get onto Facebook chat, right? Trying to speak to anybody at Meta is a bit of a nightmare. Um, that is getting a bit better now. Okay. Apparently, we're all going to be getting our own special person that we can go to once we get into yeah really? that's gonna be a chat yeah. bot isn't it <laughs> wow. it's gonna be a chat bot but you will At be able least. to talk to them immediately yeah. rather than going through all these kind of I don't oh, know because like right? Yeah. yeah exactly um so I think that's gonna be popping up soon too um so yeah things are getting better um but but please before you go ahead with a big campaign just just 
read through everything. If you need some help, even if you just want someone to hold your hand through it, you can mm-hmm. do it that way rather than have someone go in and do it all for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just make sure that you're not throwing money down the drain needlessly because there's so many people that do that and they just get put off and they're just like, oh, it just doesn't work for me and that's it. I'm not going to do it anymore, you know? And then, yeah. Don't boost either. Don't boost. So is that, would you mean boosting individual posts? Yeah. So you Mm. know you get that little boost button. Constantly. (laughs) Right, constantly, yeah. Don't do it, yeah. Good. The only way that a boost would work for you is if you wanted more engagement on that post. Mm. So, so that's, that's all it's going to do. It's not going to bring you any sales. It's not going to bring you anything in the bank. It's not going to make you money, a boosted post. It's just going to give you more engagement. It's going to share it out to your entire audience probably. And that'll be pretty much it. And then they'll do what they want with it, but they won't necessarily take the action that you want. Mm. So, so you could have it in your strategy. So you could say, right, I'm going to boost this post. I'm going to get more engagement on it. That's more social proof, isn't it? Um, which is great for an ad because ads with lots of social proof. So lots of people saying, oh, this sounds cool. This sounds great. Love to talk about this, you know, and then there's loads of people talking about it. You can then turn that into an ad if you've changed your copy ever so slightly, taken out your hashtags, you're then you're ready to go. That's the only way I'd say a boost would work. So So have it in your strategy, but don't just go ahead and go, oh, yeah, let me put a tenner behind this and see what happens. (laughs) It's not going to work. Okay. <laughs> just don't just don't waste your money. I have to confess that, like, I'm not good on social media. Sarita's fucking awesome. Okay. She does it as a she job. Is. So far. She, she is. She is amazing. I have, uh, I'm lucky. My sister's a social media manager as well. And so she does all of our socials nice. for our podcast and everything. But I have to say that as someone who does my own thing work-wise and a, du- a bunch of different projects mm. and so forth, handing over my social media the majority of it to someone else and allowing me to focus on Mm. what I actually enjoy doing what actually makes me money Mm. and what I'm Mm. good at it has Mm. been life-changing and I'm not exaggerating there so if you know if you are one of these people who's working for themselves and this whole conversation has overwhelmed you which it totally would have for Mm. me if I didn't have my sister doing my social media then just get Mm. someone right because yeah get someone like with the accountant if you're spending so many hours struggling to do something ineffectively because you're not an expert on it and it's taking you Mm. away from doing the thing that actually makes you money you're not going to make money right Mm. and your stress level will Mm. be very very high as well so I I don't know that's just my little PSA get a social media manager if this conversation overwhelms get a social media manager but make sure you go in every once in a while and have a chat with a few people. But see, I'm happy to so be involved. Be yeah, involved. be involved. But for me, that's be fun involved. now because I have someone doing yeah. all of the boring, the scheduling, all the stuff. Yeah. Looking, yeah, I right. like looking at the numbers, but someone who does all of the, the bulk of the work, I just get to go in there and like chat to some people sometimes. That's fun mm. because there's it's no pressure. Mm. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, just do it is my advice. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Just do it. 
just ask for help and and ask for help from people that know what they're doing as well so Mm -hmm. you know at least you've got someone that can just get on with it but also I think it needs to be a collaborative experience with your social media you can't just hand it over to someone and have like the Sarita experience (laughs) where you've got like ancient old pictures from like 1997 or something you've got to be involved as well in some way um even if you just go on occasionally and do a video or a live or something and just and just be that person because otherwise it it shows and it's Mm. like a, a static kind of death zone that, that that everybody's just like oh this oh this lady's not on it she's mm. she's got a social media manager I think it's so easy to tell sometimes with some accounts that that have a social media manager on them and do start to look a bit boring and it's because the person isn't on there as well so just mm. nip in there every every once in a while and and and, and like give them what they want which so- is you what really? advice would you give to because again with the influx of reels and everything like that mm. I think that's shown or kind of given people the push you know people want to see you but not everyone mm. wants to be seen and if you've got a yeah. brand I know for me I've heard it loads of times and I'm with you and it's like people want to see you but yeah. what advice would you give to someone that like one doesn't want to be seen knows they have to be seen is awkward in front of the camera so what yeah. what advice would you give them how about your voice okay how so about just how about just like speaking something into into your phone mm-hmm. handing it over to your social media manager and then she can make some sexy video over the top of it with your voice um where you're just talking about something um if you're a maker and you're like super shy about showing your face just like stick your phone on a on a tripod and draw and do your your thing do your making they can just see your hands you could maybe talk about it it's lovely it's already you're already like getting to know that person by their voice I mean podcasting I mean I know we're all on on screen now but podcasting was brilliant for that where you, it was just your voice and we were all sat in our pajamas right but like, <laughs> yeah um, today it's party on top um yeah I know cycling shorts on the bottom but you only yeah, see know, um, bus, it's fine blankie yeah exactly <laughs> right <laughs> okay so um in terms of people that have listened to this episode and they're like, mm. I'm going to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to start my own business. Um, but they they are in that corporate world or they're in a corporate job or, you mm. know, they might not even have the funds to start something and to get that help. What would you mm. say to those people that are kind of like in doubt Start something small first on the side. Mm, side Test, test, test. Talk to everybody. Um, And then just just kind of... There'll be a point where you're like, I'm just going to just do it. I'm just going to throw myself in. I'm just going to do this whole thing now. But but yeah, start 
start little steps first, little little steps, test the water. If you've got something in your head that's like aching to come out, then start talking to people about it. Even if it if it's on your personal TikTok and you and you just start to talk to people about this thing that's in your head, you're just going to get it out. Just get it out of your head and um and see whether people like it and start building an idea of your target audience your ideal client speaking of naming our imposter syndrome one of the other things I read about was naming your ideal client like her name is Deborah and she has a dog and she watches true crime documentaries and listens to podcasts Mm. while she's commuting to work and her job is in retail and blah 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 so Yeah. yeah starting to learn about that person right yeah, 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 absolutely. Get to know them inside out and then it's easy to sell to them. Yeah. Once you know that you're talking to one person, because I think also when you're doing a video, you get in your own head and you're like, oh my God, I've got to talk to all these people and it's just really stressful. If you're just on your phone, you can just say, right, I'm talking to Deborah. I'm just Deborah likes to her. me. Yeah. And selling yeah. to Deborah is helping Deborah. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to talk to her and that's it. And then it's not so hard, right? When mm. you're just talking to your your person that thinks you're great. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> that's made me emotional. <laughs> Deborah, you're amazing. <laughs> you're much better for us, what has been the most rewarding part of helping specifically female-led brands? Uh, I think it's the knock-on effect. It's like the domino effect. You know that female-led brands generally help other females, right? Collaboration over competition, right? It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so eventually someone is going to get helped by by you helping that person helps that person helps that person yeah I think yeah I think it's that I think it's that definitely when you finally see um everything coming together and everything working well and and actually the results of what's happened as well like when you see the testimonials like occasionally I'll get like a coach that said oh yeah we got this really cute testimonial you've got to read it and that's so lovely that's really, really rewarding when you see, oh, yeah, we actually helped someone here, you know? So cute. That's, 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 that's really cute, right? That's so that nice. That got me in the feels. I yeah. love it. When you've that's made a the, difference, that's, that's yeah. when it's, yeah, that's when it matters. That's oh. when it, that's when it kind of thinks, oh, you know, I actually feel like I've done a good job as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, no. That's brilliant. A, that's a good one. Oh. So before you go, Vanessa, um, can you just yeah. tell us a bit about what services you provide? Because um, so. you did say, you know, get a social media person, speak mm. to someone. Do, do you offer consultancy in terms of that? Or, you know, can we hire you as a social media I manager? have, like I have moved <laughs> fully into ads now. Ah, so cool. I just run ads. Um, and I've got various ways you can work with me. You can get a free toolkit if you want to try before you buy. So there's a free toolkit in, um, in, on my website that's got 
everything in there that you need to get yourself cracking you will get on my mailing list when you do that so that's a little thing there it's called a lead magnet and what's <laughs> a lead thing. magnet please so it is something that you give your ideal client for free something mm-hmm. that 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 like literally is like oh my god i pay for this this is actually really good and you've given it to me for free and i i I'd pay for this. This is awesome. It's always got to over deliver. And, and it is, it's really, really awesome. My ads toolkit. It's really, really cool. It's got everything, oh, everything in there yeah, from start to, to finish of what you need to run a successful ad campaign for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you've got that. Then you can either do that or you can join a workshop. I run workshops every once in a while. Um, the one I've got coming up soon at some point, once I get myself organized and I'm stopped doing client work, is running ads to build your email list. That's probably the easiest thing you can do to get started. It's really pretty cheap to run and pretty easy to set up. And it's all inside Facebook. And you can get lots and lots of people that are interested in hearing from you on email. Can I ask, are your workshops in person or online? They are online. They're always on Zoom. Um, Unless you live in Bristol, maybe I could do one. (laughs) Bristol in the UK, there you go, right? That's pretty kind of, you know, small. So yes, Zoom is the place, right? So I'd probably do those on Zoom. Or um, you can just hand over the reins to me. I can just do it all for you. Um, Amazing build a campaign build the funnel for you um and um get you making some money on your on your product or your service amazing um, but but yeah you can start with the ads toolkit though that's um that's a nice um way to get started that you can kind of breathe through while you're running your ads fantastic and where can our amazing audience find you online so your website and your social yeah media on my handles. website so it's the socialally.co.uk um you can find me on insta that's where i hang out to be honest with you i'm going to try tiktok i promise but i find it really noisy yeah. and that's the social ally as well um yeah, I find it really noisy, Sarita. You're going to have to like persuade me that it's the place to be. Oh, but... not me. No, I, I'm, I no? just do small things because I'm mainly there to watch. Yeah, I'm there because yeah, that's my no, that's playground. It, right? Yeah, I know. And Instagram's also, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't want to tread on my twelve-year-old's toes either. <laughs> though I do go in every once in a while just to see what she's up to. Yeah. Well, we have actually but... done a podcast episode on um, marketing on TikTok, so maybe that will be an interesting. One. Okay, yeah, I know exactly. Back to you. Where can we find you? So online. Um, um, So yeah, online, Instagram, the Social Ally, and on my website, thesocialally.co.uk. You can find me there. Those two places. Amazing, and I will be sure to share all of Vanessa's information in the write up on Women Who Rebrand. on the write-up on WWR Digital Magazine, and you'll find even more information about. entrepreneurship and social media marketing 
I'll be sure to include that. And um, thank you, Vanessa, for My joining pleasure. us today. It's been so fun. Oh, I've learned you. so much. All over. Have you? Oh, yes. please. Yes, and I'm going to be downloading that toolkit. That sounds oh, very please. interesting. Oh, I hope you enjoy it. Yes. Um. Yeah, you're going to be seeing it more over delivers. <laughs> I love that. And thank you, Dee, for joining me. Um, yeah, anytime. Yes, co-host this episode I'm you know i love to with podcast. you yes. oh my god true crime podcast yes. i might have to go and check that out i Switch absolutely hate only club. murderers in the build right Switch okay bed. i'm getting in All right so let's 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 say that again then so d you're you have your you've just launched your own new brand new podcast which is amazing i listened to episode Thank one Switch very this social club yeah. yeah so true crime uh podcast with my little sister where we exploit our worst fears for your entertainment you're welcome so do come check us out we've got episodes oh, i'd love to on britney murphy levi belfield natalie wood a whole oh bunch god. yeah oh my god it, it sounds out. amazing i absolutely caned only murderers in the building i have I completely caned that, the one show. that i haven't Disney seen that show it was on it yeah yeah it yeah it it's like three of them they have a true crime podcast it's on disney plus what's it called yeah. only murderers in the building it's got oh god what's her name selena gomez steve martin the old comedian guy some oh, yeah. other guy i can't remember his name uh, but yeah. it's great it's absolutely Ooh. i loved it it's on my yeah, to do list it. <laughs> Yeah, no. it's always something, right? <laughs> it's At a least long it's to not work related. I yeah, know. I know, okay. right? Exactly. Take time out. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. All right, then. Thank you so much, ladies. And I Pleasure, will my love. see you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Women Who Rebrand. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating to keep up with upcoming episodes. Join our online community on Instagram and TikTok at WWR Digital. And stay tuned for our next episode featuring another fantastic guest ready to discuss the most insightful topics. Thanks for listening.